Hello and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I like to invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. Whoa. This week, I have a super special guest. Very exciting. Uh, she's a comedic performer. She's an improviser, a sketch comedian. She do it all, everybody. Her name is Alicia Douglas. Work. Work. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I thought of you uh, to ask you to do the podcast because you sent Aww. me you sent me a message out of the blue asking me to go to the Hump Festival yes. with you, yeah. which is a porn festival. It is. Dan Savage's porn festival. It is, yeah. I'm a big Dan Savage fan. I've been listening to him for a long time. Oh, yeah. And... Reading as well. Reading his column. Reading his column, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I um, am embarrassed to say that I have not read one of his books yet. I also have not read one of his books. Okay, good. We're both in that boat. I don't feel as bad anymore. Also, I want to apologize for my voice because I've been sick for a week. You sound great. That's very nice lie. (laughs) Thank you. I also, like, oh my god, I've been sick on and off. Me and Matt have been sick on and off forever. Actually, because uh, you ca- canceled uh, to do the podcast because yeah. you were sick, and I was like, "Great," because I'm sick too. <laughs> right. I was also sick, so Good. I was like, "You know what? Great." I, I <laughs> we'll love do when it. People cancel. We'll do it next week. Totally fine with me. <laughs> oh my god. Because God knows I've recorded a few podcasts where I'm totally hoarse, and I'm just like, when I'm editing it a, li- a week later, when I'm like totally well, I'm just like, why did I even? <laughs> Why did I even try? And everyone else is like, she is so sultry this week. She I am loving just, it. There's some quality in her voice. It's <laughs> just, I can't take it. Doing um, everything right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we should go. I would love that. I would love, yeah. And I, I always want to, you know, uh, bring people to, to stuff like that. But I'm like, I don't want to weird them out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm usually very, uh, cautious about, about yeah approaching people yeah want to go so watch some porn with me yeah that seems like <laughs> very forward i know that it, like even though i'm into this kind of stuff i even i would be trepidatious to be like to accept the invitation yeah i i would be like i, I don't know let me um, think on it why what are your motives, motives. yeah and i'm i just always want to go to more things like this but i totally yeah, I, I just don't want to weird people out. But you knew I wouldn't be weirded, weirded no. out. No! And thank goodness, because I, I went to your show and I was just like, yes! Like, and if, if she's not going to want to go, which is totally cool, she will know somebody who's Who not going to be weirded out by me asking to totally. go. Yeah, it's so. funny. I'm, I've become the person that people, like, like I have a friend, um, uh, Karen Scobie, she's actually done the podcast at mm. one point, mm. and she's going to do it again because she is doing a role right now where she has to play an ex-porn actor. Okay. Um, and she doesn't know, she's very open sexually, but she doesn't mm. know too much about, like, that world of, right. like, like, like the biz, mm-hmm. sex and sexuality biz. So she's like contacted me to ask if, because uh, she's also a really good actor and a really smart actor. Mm-hmm. So she wants to do a research. She knows she doesn't know anything about it. Cool. So she's watching. She watched. I recommended Hot Girls Wanted for her to watch. Yes, that, that documentary. Is, and they're starting a television or a. It's up now, but I haven't series. seen it. Yeah, it's up on Netflix now. Oh man. Yeah, 
And then the other one, um, After that. Porn Ends. Have you seen that documentary? I have. Yeah, that yes. one. So she watched both of those. And then she also asked me if I knew anyone that had done porn or, mm-hmm. or something like that. So I gave her a few names. Um, somebody was really lovely, actually. I'm going to have her on the podcast. She's a cam, a camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I met her just at my place of business, which is I yeah. work in adult retail. Um, so we're just chatting, um, and I mentioned the podcast, and she mentioned that she cams, and I was like, uh, "Would you mind? Would you like to exchange numbers, maybe, please?" Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> and she was so open and lovely, and she was like, "Yes, oh my god, I would definitely be into that." Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I texted her, and I'm like, "Would you mind?" <laughs> just a ten minute phone call with my lovely, lovely friend Karen Scobie. <laughs> that's so cool that she, she was just open to love that. to pick your brain. And she was so into it. She yeah. she was just like I. I think her response was, "I love stuff like this." <laughs> I'm like, great. That's We're... awesome because I. I just I feel like there's such a stigma around uh, sex work oh, and big, huge. It it's so it's it's important to understand all of the facets of it, and you certainly they they are intertwined with some of the not so pleasant or or there's there are safety issues that surround it certainly for sure. But there's also a really a wonderful I, I don't I don't want to <laughs> sound like somebody who's very like close-minded or naive about it but there is a a career that somebody uh chooses could, yeah could could certainly thrive within and that's certainly yeah, um, the thing with sex, the thing with sex work, everybody, uh, <laughs> uh, is that the most visible type of sex work is probably the smallest percent of sex work, like like girls on the corner, like mm-hmm. girls hooking on the corner. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. like the most visible that people who don't know anything about it. that's what they think of when they think of sex work, Mm -hmm. right? But that's such a small percentage of what sex work is. And unfortunately, it's girls that hook on corners, unfortunately, are usually pretty hard up and are doing it. Most at risk. Yeah, most at risk. They're the least, yeah, they're the least protected, you know, and uh, they're... Like that's uh, some people don't even call it sex work; they just call it like living. Those girl, the girls yep. that do that specific type of sex work are mm. usually the struggle is real for those mm. girls. And mm. unfortunately, people think when they think sex work, they automatically think of those poor things on the on the corners, yeah. you know, trying to make a f- fucking living. And mm. there's addiction and safety issues, as you're saying, and all that stuff. And the most targeted for yes being punished for it as well like they are the most they're yeah they're police so severely yeah um and yeah there's just such a huge stigma Mm -hmm. around that type of work but sex work is like oh my god there's so many types of sex work and there Mm -hmm. are so many people that as we're saying like love and thrive Mm -hmm. in that career and it's a chosen truly is a chosen career for them Mm -hmm. um and they love it and love their work i i know I could name off a dozen people right now that love being in the sex work industry, you know, um, and people don't, don't realize that and don't want to realize that maybe that's yeah. And, and I, that it's just work. It's just a job. Like they're a normal person and normal woman, just like you. Yeah. But this is her job. It's, It's just like saying like, oh, you know, like, oh, that, that woman's a doctor. You don't automatically think of like, 
oh, they're a doctor, I know their job, the end. It's There's yes. all sorts of different kinds of doctors. There's all sorts of different facets of the, the medical profession. And yeah. It's it's the, the same and just as nuanced as anything else. Exactly, so. as any other type of career. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so... So don't be shitty, everybody. Yeah, don't yeah. be shitty. Stop it, stop it. It's the moral oh. of this story. <laughs> don't be shitty to sex workers. Yeah, yeah I actually, for a uh, for bedpost now, because um, there was a moment in a bedpost show that wasn't the most sex worker positive. Mm. So now I actually do have, like, a letter where... Like, uh, like somebody called it my like contract. Mm. It's not, it's just like an opening, um, just an introduction to what bedpost is all about. So if you haven't done the show before, I'm like, Hey, welcome to bedpost. Very excited about your set. These are all the things you need to know and you need to be careful about. That's fantastic. About talking about, and it's just stuff like, like you know, don't body shame, don't slut shame. But now I've added the caveat, don't sex worker shame. Like I love sex that. worker positivity, yes. please. Make that a yeah. It's making it a, a safe space. I love yeah, that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I do have sex workers that do the show pretty often. Yeah. Thank God when this one moment I'm talking about, there wasn't a sex worker on that evening, but there could have easily been a sex worker in the audience. There easily could have been a sex worker in the audience. Like people, you probably know a sex worker. Just mm-hmm. just so you know, one of your loved ones, one of your friends friends of friends, you probably know a sex worker, yeah. okay? They're, you know, they're, they're regular people, just like us. Um, exactly. But, yeah, now I, f- I felt so bad about, like, this one moment, and uh, now I'm just, like, doing everything I can so that, like, does, I'm, like, not here, like, not in this space, basically, you Even know what I mean? Even though your, your show ends your show strives to uh, end a lot of those stigmas and to open people's minds yeah. and to educate people and yeah. I I think you're you're being a little hard on yourself. <laughs> just I just a hate I just hate that there and the, like there was a thing like a couple of years ago same thing somebody had like a bit of like just like in this little kind of offhand joke like shamed women's body hair. Mm-hmm. Like, they were making fun of somebody's big bush or something. A guy, a cis, white, straight man. Surprise! Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Had a joke about this chick's big, stupid, hairy bush. And I was like, I booed. Actually, I I fully booed. And they were like, is that Aaron? I'm like, yes! Move on! (laughs) I I feel like there are shows where I, especially like open mics, but other shows as well, where like, if there's a slow clap... After a very close-minded, joke. ridiculous joke, somebody's like, is Alicia here? Because like, I will full-on slow clap very loudly, to the point where I have actually had people hold my hands back. Uh, they're just like, don't, just don't, don't do it, Alicia, stop. not here. And I'm just like, yes, oh, yes, here, always here. I cannot put up with this. I hear ya. Oh my god. It, but you see it a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I, I work... In various different, like I'm, I'm a comedian, so I do a lot of different rooms. But like even professional capacities, you see people making jokes that are not very kind to women, yeah. and um, it's very disheartening. And I just get so angry and want to stop it, but I also recognize that 
you know, my slow clapping is not necessarily <laughs> going to educate this person, but right. it's, it, you know, it's, it, there's it a lot of opportunities where you, you it might. don't want to be like, um, excuse me, like, during, like, this professional show, like, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> It might, though. I don't know. Maybe the dude after will be like, what was the deal? Maybe they'll ask their friend, what was the deal with that person slow clapping? You have a lot more faith in humanity than I do, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's lovely. It's really nice. (laughs) I would love if that was the moment that came after the slow clap. And then the the female friend would be like, well, and then give them the business, you know? Well, and yes, and they listened intently and didn't interrupt her. Yeah, yeah, didn't deny it. In a perfect world. And I also owned a unicorn and we rode into the (laughs) sunset together. All right. Uh, terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Alicia, you like sex. Yes, I do. <laughs> what do you, what type of sex do you like to have? Um, lots of it. I'm, I, I identify as bisexual. Okay. Yeah, me too. Um, sweet. <laughs> high Which, five. Yeah, I know you. Audio you, high five. You mentioned something. Yeah, I would high five you, but I'm sick and I don't want to. Don't touch me. Spread. <laughs> Good. Great. <laughs> Glad we finally established this boundary. Um, I, yeah, I'm... I'm bisexual, and mm-hmm. I um, am very out now, but it's mm-hmm. it's taken a, a few years, and also, too, like, a very private person, or at least I used to be, um, when it came to a lot of this stuff, because, again, I'm always very worried about making people feel uncomfortable, but I, I think I've... Uh, You're over that. <laughs> ...opened up in the past few years. Yeah, I'm, I'm still very cautious, because, you know, if I... Uh, you're an entrepreneur. You're you're a comedian. You, <laughs> I do, okay. you gotta <laughs> the comedian thing, yes. But the entrepreneur and I and every once in a while, like I'll I'll have like some information or like a reference or something because like at improv, there's no rehearsals. Mm. So um, you know, you you kind of open up about some kind of information, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're just like, Oops. oh, I just said that, and people are like, okay, and they kind of raise an ape eyebrow, and they're like. Uh, okay, you, you can kind of see like a different facet of me that I don't typically share. Right. Did something happen? Uh, what What was happening internally that you opened up like over the last couple of years? What? I just don't care anymore. Just don't I... care. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Great. I'm. You know. Because it's a lot of work to keep it in check and to keep everything. Yeah. To keep a secret, essentially. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's really. It's. It's. It's exhausting. Yeah. Also, too, I I really appreciated when other people would share with me. Mm. And so because of that, I I was like, oh, that, that really is beneficial. And I, <laughs> this is, uh, I, I'm not going to tout her as like the, the be all end all because I know that like a lot of people understandably have a lot of issues with Lena Dunham. Right. I saw her do a, a book reading mm. at JFL a couple years ago and she was talking about being very open and how, you know, we, we've been accused like our generation of oversharing and, you know, maybe it's too much and we are too open about things, but the way that she talked about it, it just makes people more comfortable. And the more that you share, the more that we can see similarities rather than, than differences in our sexuality and our insecurities and, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, people are only yeah. going to identify with you yeah. and be like, oh my God, I see myself 
up there on the stage or yeah. see myself and you, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And be like, yes, me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, yeah, oh, I identify with that. And, and I think now, like, because comedy has, has stopped uh, trying to be so blanket and, and trying to appeal to everyone, I feel like people are just thriving in their their niches now. Yeah. And and they're very specific experiences and stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's what's interesting. Right. Like personal people's personal experiences. Yeah. Like not just these vague, (laughs) vague routines and stuff like that. You want to hear about that person's life. Like tell me about your life. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I forget who it was, but just, I was, I was listening to, uh, an NPR podcast that's who I am. I'm out of myself. Uh, I listen to Peter podcasts. Oh God! Uh, but I was listening to something where a, a woman was talking about how she writes for comic books, and comic books were typically very white, very male dominated. And talking about how stories before were thought of, uh, if you were uh, something that was considered "quote unquote" other your story just wasn't universal enough. And Mm. so therefore it wouldn't appeal to a large or broad enough audience. But, you know, if you are, uh, if you identify as transgender, if you know, you're a person of color, it's so much more, uh, interesting to hear people's true real stories rather than trying to whitewash their story or trying to, uh, make their story more palatable. Mm -hmm. It's so much more, interesting and honest, uh, to hear somebody's true, real experience, uh, whether or not it exactly applies to you. The person reading it or not, yeah. but, but hey, them, it still would, like, yeah. totally, like, we're all the same, <laughs> we're all exactly. different, but we're all the same, like, yeah. we all have, it's all human experience, like, it's all, We're not just know. bouncing off of that, like, white, cis, straight, male mirror anymore, and, and trying God. to find, like, yeah, right, like, <sighs> where, where we're trying to, like, fit on that, instead, it's, like, no, this is, you, you can reflect yourself off of me, like yeah. this, this person. So yeah. it's, I'm, I love that. Yeah. yeah. There are actually people that you can see yourself in. Mm-hmm. Ideally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's totally true for in everyone. Or on but... or <laughs> under. Under. All of the above. Behind. I don't know if I actually in answered front. your question. You, uh, you. What, what's, what's your favorite type of sex? Um, I don't know. I like so I really love discovering another person. Like that's mm-hmm. really interesting and sexy to me. Mm-hmm. And when somebody is into to something, I love being there with them. Like that's like a huge turn on. Like seeing seeing somebody just really become themselves because it's a facet of yourself that you have to hide all day, every day, and you can really see them. I guess like blossoming See their as true self. Yeah, there's <laughs> true colors shining through. Or we, we just, <laughs> you can see the um, true colors. It's just it's awesome. You can see them open up. You yeah. can see them like that wall come down. Yeah, yeah. And and you have vulnerability. I've, I'm sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it depends who you're with, but That's true. What type of sex is we're having here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. So anything where. I, I don't I don't really prescribe to a specific fetish. I mean that mm-hmm. would be a lot more interesting. No, no, <laughs> but I don't. Not necessarily. <laughs> but I just I really I love discovering other people's and and trying something new. So. Yeah, I think what I like is because I often get in 
you, I, I hope people, other people experience this too, yeah. but like I get in a rut of the way I have sex. Hmm. So not even a rut. I get in a pattern, let's okay. say. And it's easy to have the same type of sex all the time, mm-hmm. like again and again. Once you find something that like works mm-hmm. to just keep doing that, right? And, yeah. and not do not have different types of sex and stuff like that. Just ABC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ABC, like press that button. Yeah. You know, press the one button that needs to happen and then, then that's it. Because like, it works. What it, else? It works. Why don't it? It ain't broke, don't visit. But <laughs> what I like, as you're saying, you like kind of discovering the people. I like learning the way other people have sex. Like, so go into a new situation with a new Mm. partner and it's like, oh, this, like, I forgot about that or whatever. You know what I mean? I like that too. Oh man. Like, great. (laughs) Open up my like world. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. yeah. And that's one thing with me with a new partner is like, Mm. I don't want to bring in like all my, all my presets necessarily. I want to just like kind of do their thing. Yeah. You know, that's like ex- with a I new totally, partner. Yeah. I want to see what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's do what you do. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too. Like when, uh, I'm, I'm with a man and I, I'll ask them like, what are you into? And a, a lot of them are like, what? I don't know. I don't, uh, yes, this, this is like what, what Sex. we're doing is, or we'll, we'll figure it out. And I'm just like, Okay, cool. Like, figuring it out is totally fine. Um, but it's just a lot of times, like, people are taken aback by... Even by that, that question. question. And I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, like... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can't articulate? Come on. Come yeah. on, work with me here. Work with me. I'm like, just like, you, we're, we're doing this so we can talk about this. Like, it's, it's okay. <laughs> we're like, not we're ruining not... any mood. Yeah. Like, suddenly, like... It's not like we're in the middle of brunch and we're going to break this out (laughs) in front of our aunts. Are you too embarrassed to talk about it? Like, (laughs) oh my God, we're already having sex. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like parts of me are going to be in your mouth. So like, let's, you can use, you can have words come out of it. It's (laughs) okay. They're genitals in mouths and words can also be in mouths. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's okay. It's okay. But that's, that's a really interesting thing about intimacy is that just like where people will allow the, their vulnerability to show itself like in, in their physicality or verbally. And I feel like that's, that's why maybe I've been a lot more open in the past little while because I'm, I'm just kind of like, I don't, you know, like if. If, if you're not into this, that's totally fine. Like, it's really not going to offend me. In any yeah. Way. <laughs> I'm not going to take it personally. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just like, you could also tell me something you're into and I could go, no. Like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. The exact same thing could be happening the other way. Yeah. Exactly. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. We're good here. It's just mm. sex, everybody. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'll never, for example, like, I'll never, I usually, I, well, I usually, I always get off with a vibrator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always. Mm-hmm. And for instance, I rarely, rarely, rarely bring my vibrator the first time. Yeah. I sleep with a new partner. Yeah. 
Because, like, that's my very specific thing that I do to get off. Mm-hmm. And so I rarely bring it, bring it because yeah. for me that first experience is, what I want out of the first experience is mm-hmm. to find out what you do, learn this new type of sex, this yeah. new brand of sex, you know, and more about just, like, being together and being together in this context, yeah. you know, in this, like, intimate context, and just more about the two of us, you know, kind of... Being together. Yeah. That's my first... That's what I want out of our first experience. That's part of, like, the... It's it's a story. It's not... Yeah. Like, okay, this is... This I, is I don't need to bring... Like, 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 that's great if you yeah. want to bring in your toy and be like, okay, this is my story. This is what's happening today. Like, like okay. great. Then great. That yeah. person would probably be like, baller, love it. Like, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> if they're not a total asshole. <laughs> then why am I here? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. get out. You, you know it. You're right. You don't okay. need to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave. Just gonna eat chips and watch a movie. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's... <laughs> But for me, it's more about the partner. It's not about me getting off. Like, Mm -hmm. it's about being introduced to this new person. Yeah. This new body and this new environment, right? I like that. I like, yeah. I I like calling it a story. And that's, uh, that's my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should, um, we're going to take a break in this story. Um, and we'll be, we'll be back. Uh, we're talking about Come As You Are on our, on our break. Love the folks that Come As You Are. Uh, and we'll be right back with Alicia Douglas. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. Hi, everybody. We're back at the Bedpost Podcast with Alicia Douglas. Hi. What, what, what? Um, Alicia, I want to ask you, where do you meet people? Do you do the online thing? That's, what do you do? That's interesting. I uh, actually have not been online dating for years. Yeah, um, hey. So you were for a while, though. I was. I was. And I and I met a couple of people um, that What did I you use? I, I used uh, OkCupid. Yeah, that's the one I generally go on. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I, and then I, I... Uh, it's it's been meeting people in person, the last like few people that I've dated. So it's and a lot of people are are you know like the the like Tinder and Tinder, yeah. everything else. But I'm just like I don't I, when I when my last relationship ended, I was just like I'm I'm tired. I don't yeah. want to deal with it. Swipe I, left, swipe right. I just. Yeah. I don't want, I can't. Like, I, I think maybe I'm, I'm back in a place where I could do that again, mm-hmm. but 
it's it's been it's been a road. <laughs> it's, it's been, been a, a story. It's been a, it's been a story <laughs> journey. Uh, yeah. But you did meet a few people online from OK I did. Cupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you find the situation is on OK Cupid <sighs> for a gal signing up and? It's really interesting because I feel like who I am and the things that I find important have really shifted in the Mm. past few years. And I don't know if it's been turning 30 or it's been like my, (laughs) my journey and Mm. and discovery of feminism Mm. and really knowing like what I need and what I want. And also my journey into (laughs) having a lot more self-esteem than I used to, uh, that, a lot of what I need and want has changed. So I think that if I were to go back online dating, that I would do it in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Also, too, I, I I used to... I, and my friend just reminded me of this, which I totally forgot about it. I even used to do the thing where, like, you would, you would like, pay to, like, you would, like, pay, like, 10 bucks a month or something, and yeah. they would, like, increase how... Your visibility. Your visibility or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. like, you would get to... I'm embarrassed to say this. <laughs> you would get to choose a height restriction. Oh, wow. I feel awful saying this. Like, very... <laughs> fuck short guys, everybody. Just fuck short guys. Yeah. Do uh, it. Just fuck them. They're I, lovely, too. That's... Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> I, I feel, like, so super, super, so superficial now to admit that but yes i did have a high restriction. restriction yep and it but a lot of people do it, it didn't a make any sense do. though because like i i was also like looking for women on there but like i never met up with any of the women that i was chatting with that's mm-hmm. also not a very at least i found personally queer friendly platform platform mm-hmm. so th- there were like a couple people that i was chatting with but it, it didn't end up working out we didn't end up meeting up um yeah, so. and not only not a queer-friendly platform, probably not a feminist-friendly platform either. Oh, goodness, no. And the other thing now that terrifies me is if I'm like, I'm a feminist, you have to be a feminist too. There are so many people now... That present as feminists? That present as feminists. Hate that, hate that, hate that, hate that. But they actually don't like women very much at all. Yeah, it's like, yeah, some predators, a lot of predators <sighs> present as feminists... To get like young women being like, oh, feminism. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm I'm totally down with this too. As if like, you know, feminism yeah, is I, like it a sucks, but couple I couple of quotes and <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like liking things that are women friendly on Facebook, and then you're just like, who's this young lad who yeah. understands my my plight as a woman? It's like ah, yeah. Anyone, I barf, barf, barf. yeah, I hate to say it, but. Well, do I hate to say it? No, I don't hate to say it. Um, I love to say it. Um, I, I don't trust when a guy online, like, before you meet them and I've talked to them mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, know their whole deal, when they're, like, so adamantly presenting as a feminist yeah. online, I just don't... That's a red flag for me. Yeah. Big time. And and it's really awful because it shouldn't. Like... Yeah. Y- you should be like, oh, amazing, like... We're going to have some great conversations, and we're yeah. going to be able to watch the same documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, unfortunately, that is, that is not the case. Yeah. And, yeah. Really? Like, online, anybody adamantly presenting as anything, right away, that's a red flag for me to be like, 
mm, I bet you're the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yep. And so therefore I want to put those same things on myself. And if I'm like, you know, I, and I'm adamant about like, I'm an intersectional feminist mm-hmm. and you have to be too. They'll be like, great. Google, Google, Google. Like here's yeah. three things that I could say. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Because that's the game of, like, that that dating platform, yeah, right? right? They've got to... We get... Women get 100 messages, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And the guys have got to come up with that perfect little one-liner, two-liner that shows they've read your profile, that they're commenting on something on your profile. Yeah, and, I'm rolling my eyes right now. And no one can see it. But asking it's... you a question, yeah. like, you know, an in-depth question that you're going to find interesting. Because that's what the game is. Yeah. The online game is right, mm-hmm. and you look through them and decide what the best fucking. <laughs> I know, and and there's there's always two like you you read the ones that you're like, oh you've rehearsed this or like this is the one where you sent this out to a hundred people. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm sure that there's like an element of what I do that's very rehearsed as well, right. and well it is you manicured. Know. You're everybody's online per- yeah. persona is very. Uh, manicured. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, even even talking about, like, sex and sexuality, like, very openly here, scares the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad that we're doing it, and I'm very yeah. excited to be doing it. Yeah. I just wanted to be honest. Like, it's very, like, huh, for me. Totally. Um, yeah. It's like that for a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. like that for most of the people I talk to. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> do you feel oh. better? Do you feel better? <laughs> oh, I can breathe out. We're doing okay. I'm, I'm so open, okay. and I'm so, ha, ah, like, ha, ah. and just, like, having a mini, I'm just like, I wonder if they can hear my heart beating through my Can chest. they see my sweat? <laughs> no, that's, and that's why I do it, yeah. because, like, it's just sex, you know, like, yeah. like, like, it's okay to talk about, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's okay, everybody, it's good, like, yeah. let's, you know, not, not make it so scary. Mm-hmm. Like, let's try to not make it so scary. Yeah. So we can actually start to have, like, good sex. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've also had, like, some, some you know, as, as all, unfortunately, women have, uh, the predominantly most of us have, uh, I, I've had some really not pleasant experiences. Not good sex, yeah. Um, like, in terms of open relationships. I tried to have an open relationship with somebody that I thought would be very open and honest and, and we were sharing everything, but it turned out that they were using that as a way to deceive. And, and, um, so that was very, and, and that really flipped the switch for me for a, a bit, um, in terms of where my you know, my thought process would go to automatically vilifying that portion of the relationship until I had a good, like, sit-down meditation and Mm -hmm. was able to to really think things through and and talk things through and recognize that that wasn't the issue. It was that, you know... That person was shitty. This person was shitty! I was was gonna be so, like... No, no. This person just had... And then I'm like, no, he was shitty. That person was shitty. That was the only thing wrong with that. (laughs) Nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with the sex. Nothing wrong with... Yeah. You know, how you look. Yeah. Like, nothing wrong with you. That person was shitty. And that's, you know... And I'm... That's... I'm not gonna go completely un... 
unscathed here. I mean, like certainly there's I've I've had my shitty moments, <laughs> shitty moments, and and also you know tried to you know make people into something that I thought that they could be. They had the the possibility to be rather than accepting them and and loving them for who they are and recognizing that you know there was an incompatibility there. I was like, no, no, if I'm, if I, I can make this work. I can make this work. (laughs) Then we can, we can be great together. We can be the ultimate couple. Um, I feel like that. Yeah. That, that is so, I feel like that is so prevalent. Um, Mm -hmm. like actually a girl that I work with was just telling me as well, the exact same thing. Like she's been with this boyfriend for a couple years they're mm-hmm. both pretty young they're mm-hmm. both like early mid-20s mm-hmm. um and she they're talking about marriage um wow. and just in her culture that was more the tradition to like kind of get married early um yeah. and you know get all that stuff figured out but it's just oh, it's so sad because it's so true it's so obvious that she just doesn't have her own shit figured out to be able to share yeah. a life with this other person and understand this other person's uh, personality and path and everything like she doesn't know what's going on inside her her own brain like That's unfortunate oh and it was and one of the things her main things was like and to me it's so black and white I guess just at with my experiences I've mm-hmm. had and at this point in my life she's just wondering like well should I marry this person or not and it's the, because it's, I'm here because it's exactly because yeah. I feel like I need to get married and want to get married but, like, it's so obviously, girl, this is not the person for you. Yeah. But she thinks she can mold him and have him change into this this ideal that she's got in her head. Like, you're in love with the fantasy girl. Yeah. You're not in love with this man. Like, this young man. Yeah, yeah. And and he's still trying to figure himself out, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't yeah. know what's going on either. Mm-hmm. And, like, she just thinks that she can make this work. And it's like, you shouldn't have to make this work. And as intelligent women, we think that we're, you know, at least for me, you know, I, I'm impervious to the Beauty and the Beast syndrome of, you know, I can... With, I can fix with you. With a kiss or with love, I can this this person will will want to and and it it does work for a short amount of time i really do genuinely think that that person really does because like who doesn't want to be loved right sure and and maybe they for whatever reason think that they if they can just pretend to be this person for a little bit then you know that'll be enough and and it's that's that doesn't work for anybody yeah yeah it's it's too bad and she had she has enough kind of reason in her head to be like okay he has all the like the career goals mm-hmm. that he has um, and that will support my career and what kind of life I want for myself in the future. He has all those things. He's very work oriented, mm-hmm. you know. So he's going to get me where I want to be, where I'm going to have the money to be able to do all the things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to be helping people and she wants to be all this. And she's like, he can, I believe he can get me there, you know? Okay. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, but I logically, yeah, I'm I like, could, okay. I could see that where, where her mind is going there. I'm like, but you could probably also find a person like that, that, that like, <laughs> That pays attention to you and that... Oh, is that the... Yeah. Okay. And, like, that, you know, 
loves you, like, that has a more healthy actual, the actual part of the relationship, oh, no. like, like oh, that and kills I'm me. just like, oh, God. You know, like, what, what can I give up? It's like, that's not the thing. Yeah, the, that, the, the relationship yeah. is not the thing to be like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but everything else works. Everything else and... is great. It's like, yeah, but the whole, all your interactions are just like. You're not a career robot machine. Yeah, you need, like, oh, my God. Terrible. But I mean, me at that age, yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was going on yeah, either. I was yeah. forcing relationships left and right yeah. in my early 20s. And hey, we have to make this work. No, you fucking don't. No, you, you, you don't you absolutely all. do not. And also, if you need to do the, you were you were doing like a throttling like action. <laughs> I it, was. I was choking yeah, something. Yeah. You know, just or, or like maybe grabbing somebody by the lapels because I'm sure <laughs> the front of the you shirt. only dated people with lapels, lapels I'm sure obvious yeah. uh, and, and just yeah, do this just for me and you know like that it doesn't mean you're a bad person mm-hmm. if this one didn't work out like mm-hmm. you're not a failure because you yeah. didn't make this work that was a big big mm-hmm. thing I wanted to be so perfect like yeah. I thought I needed to be so perfect and mm-hmm. everything had to be so perfect yeah that like I would be a failure if like <laughs> this didn't work out yeah, I, I think for me, and this is, uh, I, I also in my early 20s, I was sexually assaulted. Oh. So I feel like I would, instead of working on myself, I would totally go out and be like, oh no, I'll, I'll try and fix this other person. Yeah, projecting. Or like... quote unquote fix, you know, and uh, it very much projecting like, but, and then I don't have to work on my own problems. <laughs> and then I don't Keep have to look internally. Busy. Keep the hands busy. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I can, I can just, you know, uh, live happily helping these other people out and, and never and working never on my to... own anxiety issues. Um, but did you? Eventually? Uh, eventually it took me, it, it took me five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to even recognize that I had an issue and to, and to, to get to that point. And, uh, yeah. Did you talk to somebody or Mm -hmm. what did you do? I, uh, I had a, a, an amazing therapist who Mm -hmm. was very specifically a trauma therapist. And I, I first, the, the, the very first sign of everything was very, uh, again, like textbook signs of PTSD, which if you don't know about PTSD, you don't know that. You don't know that they are signs um, yes. of PTSD. But now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, of course. So like what, for example? Nightmares, um, oh. blackout panic attacks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of, uh, if, if I was triggered, I would blackout wow. s- slightly uh, for a few seconds and then I would come to as it were and I would be just crying wow and uh the people who helped me through it are amazing incredible wonderful angel people <laughs> and angel peoples uh just wonderful and uh e- even even the ones who aren't in my life anymore I still very much uh appreciate that they were there for me at that time And so I, you know, was going to the doctor because I wasn't sleeping because for some reason it's very hard to sleep while this is all going on. Uh, So just like your family (laughs) doctor, you went and you're like, Hey, Mm -hmm. all these things are happening. And what's that about? Actually, she, she recognized it before I did. I wasn't even fully open with her. I think because like I was even scared to tell her everything that was going on because it was so 
insurmountable in my mind uh, that I, and I thought I would never recover. I thought, like, the, this is my permanent status uh, from here on in. So I just need to get a, as far away from it as possible. Exactly. And, I'll be, and then I'll be fine. Because, like, I had been pushing it down for five years. Why couldn't I just continue to live that way? Clearly, it had been working. Yeah, clearly it was um, going swimmingly for you. Obviously. So I went to her, and she recognized, you know, I was taking a lot of time off work, and you know, sick days and not being able to sleep and that sort of thing. And, and she could kind of see, she's just like, I I think that, you know, it'd be a good idea to maybe talk to somebody at cam age. Mm -hmm. And she actually got me. She found someone for you quickly. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it was an assessment for, I think she could recognize what was going on before I could. And got me in interview an intake interview I don't know. It's not intake. That's, that's when like you're a resident there. It's, uh, it, it was more so, um, an interview where it's an assessment mm, assessment. Yeah. And they, so there was a gentleman who spoke to me and his first suggestion was, he's like, okay, we'd like to put you on medication. And at the time I went, no, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you anyway. And he was just like, <laughs> okay. Uh, and he's like, well, okay, I'll try this maybe instead. Yeah. He, and so he offered up, um, He said, there's trauma therapy that you could try. There's mindfulness therapy. Uh, He said, you are at risk for being re-traumatized. That's always a risk with with trauma situations. And I was like, I will try anything because I just want to be able to shower again. Uh, Because when you're in that depressive state, it's just very difficult to get up and do normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. And... um, so I was able to talk to somebody and finally, I, I couldn't admit to myself that something had even happened for years. And then I spoke to a trauma therapist and I thought, and this is very common case. And I said, was I even sexually assaulted? Is this what it was? And she said, yes. And that was like the first time like, that I wow. could start to finally heal with that so yeah it, it was it was a really long and you know like how are you supposed to be a partner to somebody when you don't recognize that that's going on no kidding within you so no kidding yeah so then you talked to this person for about how long a, it was a year about a year uh once a week for a year and uh, I did eventually uh as well go on medication and mm-hmm. that that did help me that was a personal thing I totally understand people who, who don't want to. Yeah, that doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you had that in tandem with talking to this person, yeah. to a trauma therapist, mm-hmm. and that did it. And yeah, and I, uh, it'll be. I mean, that did it. That you're not. <laughs> that fixed. Now you are fixed. Yeah, and you never think about 100%. it ever again. Yeah, and nothing uh, that I ever happens ever is wrong, occurs to me ever. All of my emotions are in check. <laughs> All the time. It's very consistently. So, <laughs> exactly. you're welcome, world. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I've lost my train of thought. But Sorry, yes, I fucked it no, up. No, <laughs> no, not even a little bit. I, uh, 
it all it all wrapped up into a neat little. But, but now you're in. A oh, sorry. Yes, way a better a way better place. Obviously, yes, I, I have uh, I have not had a panic attack. It'll be in June five years. Wow, mm-hmm. that's a big accomplishment. So thank you. Wow, <laughs> for saying that. But yeah, I was just I was just a little stress ball. Oh um, yeah. Mm-hmm. For for a while there and uh, yeah. I think that's a great place to end. <laughs> and Thanks now for letting me talk about this. Oh my god, thank you so much for coming and talking yeah. to me today, Alicia. I hope, I hope that wasn't a downer. I really, I, I love, uh, you know, sex and sexuality. That's just kind of, you know, part, it's a part of, of your it. story. Yeah. <laughs> talking about stories today. Yeah. <laughs> part of your story. No, it's not a downer. It's so important to talk about stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and, you know, we're talking about watching comedians and performers and how we relate. It's important for us to relate to them. I mean, how? What's the percentage of women that have had a sexual assault committed against them? Quite high. So it's very important to talk about it because mm. so many people relate. Relate. So very, very important. Alicia, you're a very funny lady. Thank you. And you, I'm sure you've got some stuff coming up or some places people can check out your shows and performances and stuff. Um. Yeah, I am performing. Uh. With what if? Uh. I'm. I'm not actually sure the next time I perform with them, but they we perform at least once a month at Comedy Bar. Great. But there are other venues as well. So uh, if you want to check out the the What If Facebook page, that will always be posted. Also, um, I'm doing Perfect Match. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. Which I'm I'm very I excited. Love. Maddox Campbell runs that. Yes. And it's uh, explain the premise of the show. It's really funny. The premise of the show is to become a character that you are familiar with or just love or just think is funny and those characters get to do a monologue to introduce themselves and then they perform alongside another character someone else's character yeah enacted by another improviser and it's just an (laughs) unlikely pairing of two weirdos yeah i think i've seen like scenes with like jane saint james saint james which is a a a gay um he's like a gay figurehead he uh loves to he's a drag performer yeah yeah. um and he was paired with like uh seven of nine who is a borg from star trek yeah i can't that's like everything i love finally together having a conversation it was like when chris pine did an snl sketch yeah. about rupaul yeah and i was just like oh it was like all of my my media feeds started to cross over and i was just like oh this is amazing it hurt so good it was so great oh my god everybody this has been alicia douglas thank you again thank so you. much for coming today <laughs> And I'm Erin Pym, and this has been the Bedpost Podcast. Oh, you're lovely. Ciao, you. <laughs> um, check back off, and everybody, we release a new episode every Friday. And if you want to see Bedpost live, the Variety Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theater the third Friday of every month at eight. Our next show is May the nineteenth. For more information on everything Bedpost, follow us on Facebook at Bedpost Erotica or on Instagram at the Bedpost Sex Show, uh, or on our new website Bedpost.ca. Lastly, the Bedpost podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached on Facebook or at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com.